0: Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, episode number 62. This is Adrian, the masterful dude of Doodliness, the face that runs the place to host with the most, and I am joined by the
1: Bone King. Hi, everyone. (laughs) I just want to add that little hi. You know, just saying hi. Got to be nice. I liked it. I liked it. Oh, whoa. That familiar voice. Another familiar voice has entered our our chasm yet again. Who is that? Could that be Jared of Avalanche Reviews?
2: It certainly could be. <laughs> What's up, guys?
1: How's it going, Jared? Thank you so much for being on the Fan
0: Freaks podcast, my dude.
2: My pleasure, man.
0: Today's show mm-hmm. is going to be a Question of the Week episode. Uh huh. Why don't you tell the uh, audience, and possibly Jared, what is a Question of the Week? See, this is, you know, normally we go into a little
1: bit more of a description on what the show is, but I feel like this one's a little self-explanatory. The Question of the Week is the question we ask for the week, my dear dude. I just... Listen, man.
0: I just work here. (laughs) I'm just trying. I'm sticking to the script.
1: Right. So today we're actually going to have a special episode, even more special than special, on our question
0: of the week of where would you set a Resident Evil game? And who else would we ask that question other than the dude who did the Resident Evil retrospective that... (laughs) Uh, started a lot of arguments between Bone and I. Why
1: why would you (laughs) phrase it this way?
0: (laughs) Also, uh, Jared, I just want to let you know, because of you, I actually almost beat uh, Bone King here during the Resident Evil trivia that we had with Robot Stone Age. Nice. Thanks to you. Well, you want to... <laughs> but they fucking asked, what was the song of the Code Veronica? Oh, Birracuse.
1: There was a friendly
2: but
0: naive king. Yeah, but... Who knows that damn title? Did you know I'm, that, Jared? I'm
2: going to be totally honest with you. Yeah, those words aren't ringing any bells for me.
1: <laughs> it's like, what's the OST track number seven? Go. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, a lot of times that's what people I'll I'll have people ask me questions. They'll DM me on Twitter and ask me very, very specific things. And, and like you're saying, like OST tracks and stuff like that. And I feel like every single day, every person that I talk to is making me look like I know less and less about <laughs> Resident Evil they're like yeah you didn't know that there was a red pixel on this one screen and I'm like oh Jesus
1: Christ well you didn't know the date of the Watchman's diary oh my <laughs> God
0: dude come How on dare you not remember itchy tasty <laughs> but let's get into our recents all right before we get into that recents. I have a lot of things I've been recently doing so I'm I want to be last. You want to
1: be last? Yeah, it's super meaty. All right. I don't want to... So how wanna. about this? We'll do a fan freak sandwich. I'll go first to show our guest how it goes, and we'll let Jared go with what he's been playing, and then we'll hit you up after that.
0: Jared, do you want to be our meat? Why? Why? He's... Uh, you we, know what? I
2: usually am, so <laughs> let's do it. Oh.
0: <laughs> Jared
1: is saying he's a very meaty guy, what we're
2: trying yeah. to get across. Well,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, so before, uh, without further ado, let's do this. So, I've actually got a pretty meaty recense as well, to be honest. Really? Um, Okay. Yeah, I know, surprising, right? I did not see any movies, okay? So I'm gonna start out with TV. And, Jared, uh, TV also includes YouTube videos.
0: Okay, yeah, that totally counts. So... Yeah, we had to do that for for Bone. He really loves YouTube. It's
1: essentially just replaced my TV. Hey,
2: same here, I'm right there with you.
1: I started watching a Let's Play of Bloodborne, um... I love Bloodborne, and holy shit, Bloodborne is so cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going back and realizing, holy shit, the way it's just seamlessly blending all these horror icons and into a great metaphor for stuff with religion and whatnot, it's... It is just so fucking well in the Let's Play. I was watching uh, Super Best Friends, but funnily enough, they're actually kind of defunct at the moment. Mm. They've all got their own uh, separate things at the moment. But I love them to yeah. death. I support Wooly Versus, Pat Stares At, you know, all the uh, stuff that they're working on, Matt McMuscles, and Liam Rising Star. See, I told you I'd know all Okay. Uh, But yeah, no, so uh, watching Bloodborne, I just, I honestly was just so surprised, and I don't want to spoil anything specifically about what's in there, because that's like part of the big reveal, but if I had to give any advice to anyone listening who hasn't tried Bloodborne yet, and just played a few minutes and was like, it's not for me, I promise you get out of Yarnum. Okay, I don't... Like... Does anyone know? Did anyone here play Bloodborne? I'm acting like no, people did. No. Okay. Didn't.
2: So, really? interestingly, I'm I'm glad that you said that because I had a similar reaction to it earlier this year. Actually, my wife uh, mm. was interested in playing it. My buddy had a copy, so he let us borrow it, and she was playing it. She started up a game, and when she went to sleep, she's like, "Yeah, you can, you can play my character, whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll just play it, whatever. Who cares?" <laughs> because grind some souls i've I've never really been a souls guy Uh, you know i played demon souls and it frustrated me to no end and i remember going like well i don't want that on purpose (laughs) so i'm not going to play those games and i started playing bloodborne just out of boredom and i had a similar situation where i was like i'm realizing this game is really good about four years after everyone figured out it was like game of the year or whatever (laughs)
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is like a lot of people drop it earlier on because we do spend a lot of time in Yarnum, which is the the opening area, which is the, the city, yeah. the, the town, mm-hmm. I suppose. What
0: is it, like the tutorial area?
1: <laughs> the tutorial is like one room in the beginning that you get killed yeah. in. But yeah, I mean, it does involve that. It's just, you, you play such a good amount of it and you're like, okay, is the game just werewolves and gravestones? And no, I promise you there is so much more and it gets so much fucking nuttier. It's amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. What else? Oh, uh, right. Uh, moving on to my games. So uh, on my stream, I've been doing this Halloween special still. Uh, every Wednesday and Saturday, playing some spooky games. And uh, the first game I played was Inunaki Tunnel, which was a game by Chilizart, um, a very, very famous uh, uh, indie horror dev that has a lot of their games on Steam. And I really do dig the, the atmosphere. It has like a VHS filter, very found footagey kind of vibe. Has anyone heard about Chilizart? No,
2: no, that's not ringing any bells for yep. me
1: this is perfect then because i want to get so the word out there i follow all of these these game devs on twitter and i'm like dude this is why why is everyone paying attention to only the triple a stuff look at this this is fantastic um but anyway inunaki tunnel it was this whole thing about a ghost story going through a spooky road tunnel and me living in swampland i was like oh my god a tunnel the hell is that
0: <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so uh <laughs> it was fun i did enjoy it what's up Okay, but it's a it's just a ghost story? Is it fatal frame do I have to take a picture? You do have a camera, but Ooh. no, it's more of a yeah, I mean you
1: it, the game starts out being like, "Oh, there's a facial recognition system on your camera." And I'm like, "Oh, crap, that's intense." Never comes up more than like twice. <laughs> and you're just like, "Ah, oh, bro, come on. You set this whole thing up. And I'm expecting to be scared by it, and there's just nothing." Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, ultimately I, I, I'm not gonna uh, the whole thing. I want to talk about it like basically you just walk through a tunnel it has some spooky stuff But at the end tell me if this is fair Tell me if you both think this is fair the way you get your good ending All right is whether or not because you're getting out of a tunnel and you're getting onto a street where you can make a left or a Right all right the ending is whether or not you make a left or a right
0: Hmm, that's shitty
1: And I'm like, uh, how the fuck am I supposed to figure that out? That's some, like, Silent Hill
0: downpour bullshit. (laughs) And the thing
1: is, even if you do the, oh, my God, that game has no choice. What are you talking about? (laughs) Literally, but that's kind of it. Oh, my God. But see, at least the game I played had different outcomes. And downpour, they're falling either way.
2: Hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, I I will say this. Everybody gave Deus Ex, uh, what was it? It's not Mankind. Human Revolution? a human Revolution. Everybody gave that game shit for essentially ending on the, the Ending Tron 3000 where you flip a switch and then watch an ending, essentially. No. <laughs> um, it, it seems like so many games do that, but only when a AAA game messes up something like that do we ever give it shit. I feel like I, it, I've been there before. I've, you know, I've covered indie games on my channel like Daymare 1998, and I was overly kind to that game. I think you could probably argue so I've definitely done it before, but then I realized my own bias when you were talking about that, and I was like, why don't I criticize stuff like this in indie games?
1: You know, it it didn't ruin the entire experience, so I wasn't all too uh, bothered by it, but it was a very good precursor to the next game I played, and this is the last thing on my recents, I promise. Um, which is Puppet Combo's Scary Tales Volume One. Has anyone here heard of Puppet Combo?
2: No, not at all.
1: Okay. Puppakama was another indie horror dev that's How really deep? good. How deep did you get I into follow this steam? I a lot. <laughs> okay.
0: Like, holy shit. It's dude.
1: really great. And I'm not going to tell about every single one. It was a collection of like uh, four games that this uh, publisher or dev uh, indie dev made. Uh, and they were really cool. It made like a basic framework story to sort of connect all the games together. And it was just straight up Silent Hill 4, Jared. Ooh.
2: What
1: the hell? Like, you literally wake up in your apartment, a hole shows up in your bathroom wall. Nice. I was like, okay, there's a lot of illusions here, but um, either way- Is there Robbie the rabbit? No, but there was Dodgeball the cat.
2: Same thing, yeah. A similar concept. I mean,
1: (laughs) cats, rabbits, I mean, what's the difference by this point? They're both pets. Uh, See, that actually sounds
2: really interesting, because my least favorite part of Silent Hill 4 are the parts that try to tie into the series as a whole. Oh, wow, yeah Uh, because Silent Hill 4 is is crazy unique and interesting. It's such a, just on its face, it's such a good premise. You wake up in your apartment, you can't leave it, and only when you dream, you know, it's just, it's it's an amazingly cool idea, which is why when I covered it, I made sure to be very, very nice to the game, because even though I didn't like it from a Silent Hill standpoint, uh, like what you're describing right now, an indie game that's essentially Silent Hill 4, that sounds like, the best version <laughs> of Silent Hill 4 to me.
1: Well, I mean, let me preface this. It wasn't exactly the same depth as Silent Hill 4. It was merely the framework for getting these other games together. Uh, it was it was an illusion to this, but
0: I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Wait, games? So it's Mario Party meets Silent okay, Hill not 4? that mini, buddy. <laughs> all right, we're not war-wearing or anything.
1: I'm just saying, had some good stuff. You played some VHSs, and I uh, highly recommend it. Puppet nice. Combo's uh, Scary Tales, Volume 1. So that's it? Yep, that's all I got for my reasons. Now let's get to the meat. Let's kind get into the, the real meat. real avalanche of meat. All right. Ah, uh, you know the meat is a
2: really good nickname. I might start adopting <laughs>
1: <laughs> The Meat? Holy shit. Um, I mean, there's a Mortal Kombat character already. Oh, has that's that name, right. But...
2: There is, isn't there?
1: <laughs> yeah. Meat. What about it's I've literally been just a fatality right? model. Um, um, yeah. Hold Uh what you got for us, Jared?
2: So I've been working on the the Dead Space retrospective. I'm playing my way through all the Dead Space games and and going through a lot of the uh Auxiliary media as well, the the motion comic and the animated movies and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's super fun. And uh, apparently people are liking it because they're, they're, I mean, I'm getting a lot of cool comments. People just really appreciative that I'm covering the series. It's pretty awesome.
1: Nobody gives Dead Space attention. So yeah, it, it, it's a starving audience.
2: Which is so crazy because it was so popular when it first came out. It was like the only thing you talked about that year. Mm-hmm. And uh, nowadays it's just, you You really don't see it ever.
0: Well. And you just released two, and unfortunately, that means you have to play three. That
2: yes. is true. That's that's the sad part of going through all these. Uh, but I will say that I said the same thing about RE6 and ended up actually enjoying it. I, you know, From what I've heard about three, I, I've never played it myself. Uh, I'm assuming that's not going to be the case. It's not going to win me over, and it'll be a hidden gem for me. But uh, at the very least, I'm excited to finally play it for the first time. So there's a little bit of a, of a positive note to that.
1: So, I, I kind of have one uh, little question, this might actually influence this. Are you playing with a co-op partner?
2: I'll be doing both. So, I'm going to beat the game on single player, and then I have a guy lined up. I, I have a few connections uh, lined oh, up, oh. To, I'll play through the multiplayer on console with a buddy of mine, and then I'll play through the multiplayer on PC with uh, a guy that I know on Twitter, and who's always around when I stream and stuff, so I'll get the full experience.
1: All right. Well, the reason why I asked that is because I'm not going to say specifically why or anything, but just if when you play the single player campaign, the word distracting comes to mind. Mm. And, you know, just keep that in the back of your mind. But have fun with the gun customization. That's by far the best part.
2: Yeah, I have seen reviews and that does seem like, you know what it reminds me of is Parasite Eve. So I'm kind of. Oh, wow. You just made the dude
0: really happy with that. (laughs) Uh, Have you been watching anything?
2: Actually, me and the wife just started up the the next season in the, uh, I think it's The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Oh,
0: the Bly Manor? Yeah, the
2: Bly Manor one. Um, And I will tell you right now, and I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone, but if you're listening and you're planning on uh, watching the show, don't expect a a continuation or something in the same vein of The Haunting of Hill House. This is its Mm -hmm. own thing. It's not it's not quite so much of like a poltergeisty type of feel. It seems more of like a mystery. I I think we're only like four or maybe five episodes in right now. So there's still a lot ready to be unveiled, but I was ready to not like it because it was not as creepy and scary as the first season. And as I'm watching it now, I'm so much more interested in like the drama and the mystery of it that I think they did a really good job of kind of subverting, subverting expectations.
1: So you're saying they did like a hard genre shift, but I mean, were they able to still keep the same? There's, are you saying there's, that there's a different feel? Yeah, intentionally?
2: yeah, it is definitely a different feel and it is still supernatural. Uh, it's just it's not it's not the same as like ghosts creeping around and moving stuff. This this has more of like, oh, you know, I kind of it's it's. It's more of like a folklore slash demonic type of feel to it, more than a, oh. a, a haunting type of thing. It's, it's interesting. I'm trying not to spoil it as much as possible, but <laughs> yeah. so much of it is a mystery, and I only know five episodes worth, so I'm not fully knowledgeable, but I will say that uh, the first episode can be a bit of a shell shock, especially if you, you, know, you come in and you watch the first season, but it's, it's worth sticking with because the mystery is really, really interesting.
1: All right. Well, I'm always a big fan of anthologies. I feel like a set story is good when it has a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, exactly. When you're able to do different things, it's just more creative freedom in general. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I mean, any other TV shows or movies on that, or, or were games? you done with games? Yeah. I don't even think we asked if you were done with games. My bad.
2: Um. I randomly I play. So here's the thing: when you review video games, I, I or when I review video games, I have a system where I am always playing the game I'm reviewing. But I also have like a palate cleanser, which is a game that I always play. Smart Could be Resident Evil 2. It could be Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl, or Call of Pripyat. Uh, as of right now, it's Stalker. Oh, you're Shadow
1: one of, of those. I am. You're one of, of those Stalker fans. Oh, you're a deep cut crowd. Yeah, You're, you're not fed very often, but That's you're a deep a cut crowd.
2: Yeah, there's there's no one who kind of likes Stalker. You're either overly at the best or you cannot stand it. There is no I can attest to
1: this. I have a very good friend, um, the Czar, who's been on the show previously. He's a huge stalker fan, mm-hmm. and you you could tell when you've met, when you meet a stalker fan because it's not like you know a, a shallow amount of knowledge. You, yeah. you've been in the trenches apparently.
2: Yeah, so that's it's, that's it's what series. it takes to play the game. It's such an inch. Oh God! It the 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 biggest smile you will ever see on my face is when I get a random DM from someone who watched one of my stalker videos because the whole point of my stalker videos is to talk people into playing it and maybe you might not like it but at, at the very least you have experienced one of the most interesting and unique video games that have ever come out and someone will message me every once in a while on on twitter and say by the way i tried stalker i am absolutely in, in love with it right now and i'm like it's like spreading a disease i'm just like <laughs> yeah you're in now that's it you've got oh, nothing else jared being
0: perkin here
1: <laughs> i don't know i I feel like I got to go, like, I don't know, build a tolerance or an immunity. I got to try it out at some point. You really? My friend do. keeps on telling me. It's now, so yeah, I got to.
2: If, 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 since you guys enjoy Resident Evil, it's that atmospheric uh, tinge to where you're walking around, let's uh, say the RPD, and it's quiet and you've cleared out all the zombies and the tension is still there. The music kind of has you a little worried, and the background's just kind of. Uh, immerse you in the environment it is that feeling hmm. in a first-person shooter you really? were running from point i always a to assumed b and it just i always
1: assumed it was like a action game with like more of a run and gun thing no i know? would
2: i would say probably like 60 to 70 percent of the game is just running from point a to point b and never firing your weapon it's interesting <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey i'm used to that gameplay i'll
0: take that <laughs> right. shit no, jared, Save ammo. jared did a retrospective i think and i was watching that i avoided because only... i wanted to
1: play the game at some point and yeah. i'm like i don't know I want to get experienced by the environment, like you're saying.
2: Yeah, stalkers God, one know. of those things you have to jump into head first. Like you can't. Just, oh yeah, I'll, I'll like try it out. You got to ded- dedicate like an afternoon to it because but that's the thing, a, all or nothing. Yeah, it's a learning <laughs> experience because you don't play it like you play other first-person shooters. Like things go and in, come into uh, account that you've never had to plan for, like bullet drop off and velocity when you're firing oh, God. far away. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's that's almost some realism. Close to a sim. But uh, there's there's like stats in the game, and you barely have any control over them. So there's kind of, <laughs> there's sort of RPG mechanics, but you just kind that's of that's the look sign
1: at of a them. good RPG. Yeah, you just <laughs> look at
2: them and like, man, I wish these were better. And then that's the stalker experience.
1: Hey, I was just talking about Bloodborne, and honestly, the stats are kind of negligible in that it's game. A, so
2: it's a very similar feel. Yeah, so huh. I, I, you might get into Stalker. It's one of those things, though. Once you play it, it's like that's it. You're hooked. It's it's like heroin. Mm. You can't just oh, I'll try a little bit at a party or something.
1: <laughs> well, well, I may or may not have already purchased this heroin, knowing the fucking Steam sales, so it yeah. may already be in my fucking exactly, library, and I didn't yeah. even realize it. But uh, a palate cleanser is super smart, dude. I've been playing on the stream whenever I'm done with a, a game. I play Outbreak, mm-hmm. so. Just straight up, it's a great idea to get away from something you were, you know, working on.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's always one of of a few select games: the Stalker series, Parasite Eve, Resident Evil, or Silent Hill. It's just one of those games where you know what to expect, and so when you go in, it, it you're already worn out from like expressing yourself creatively, whether it's writing mm-hmm. or editing or whatever. Uh, so the the palate cleanser is great because you go into a game you are already 100 familiar with and you don't have to make any decisions. It's all like muscle memory. It's it's great,
0: dude. Dude, it fits. It fits like a, a comfy blanket. Exactly. And a yeah, cup of exactly.
2: But, that, that's there. It is the thing that I've I've known about my entire life. Here we go.
1: But but the dude, you asked me what why I play Animal Crossing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: My wife plays a buttload of Animal Crossing and even though I don't like it I appreciate the hell out of the fact that she's getting that same experience that I get
1: yeah I mean if stalker is the heroine then I guess the Animal Crossing is the crack there's just there all are sorts of in a things.
2: lot of ways. And when you start playing Stalker at a high level, it ends up being like Animal Crossing where you're just farming artifacts <laughs> and running. You'll be like, okay, I know Sidrovich isn't getting me a good deal for this, so I'll go to this trader.
1: You heard it here from Fan Freaks Podcast. Jared says Animal Crossing is just pretty much Stalker. Yeah, I'll die on that <laughs> hill. <laughs> That's a good hill to die on, to be honest. Uh, any other uh, games, my dude, or any TV movies?
2: Um... Nothing that comes to mind. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say no.
0: <laughs> All Radical. Now Pujama, here dude. comes the, uh, the toasted bread, I guess. The
1: firm bread of the dude coming
0: up now. Let's um, go. I binge watch Evil. Uh, CBS, I think ABC. It's show. just called Evil. It's just called Evil. Yeah, they get the copyright it, to that. <laughs> Yeah, like imagine fucking search engine optimization yeah. for evil. The it's, show. So it's thirteen episodes. It's kind of a cop procedural, Ooh. but it deals with uh, the standard um, demons. There's, you know, like it, it an is, order it is of of an demons. imaginable horror as
1: Lovecraftian as
0: it gets. No, it's not at all Lovecraftian, <laughs> but but it does have pretty good acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I I. I really like there's practical effects for once. Ooh, I'm really happy right. to see that. Cool. Uh the demons look really cool. The demons are practical too? Yeah, the demons are are practical. Oh, that's Ooh, great. I really enjoy that. That's, that's the one thing cool. I didn't
2: really like about that uh that thing sequel they released a while back is it was a lot of oh, PG. God. And I was like if you're yeah, going to do the true. thing it's got to be 100% practical effects.
0: 100%. Look at all these great computer graphics. That's so stunning. 100% and I have a Pretty serious boner for for things that are practical effects. Yeah, they, they for me they always feel better. Mm-hmm. It, it just feels realistic. Mm. Um, but I binged it. It is not scary. It is creepy, mm. and the subject matter is kind of like oof, a little bit. It um, is oof. Um, All right. Yeah, I'm gonna put that on how... the back of the box. Okay. I'm it's put oof. oof. It is oof. Uh, Ralph the movie maker. I got on a deep dive he because he started like. <laughs> talking shit about Steven Seagal, and that just made me happy. Dude, and if you want... Wait, wait, Jared, did you hear about the stuff with Steven Seagal or no?
2: I probably have how he's just incredibly fake and everything he says is a lie.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and he spends most of his movies now just sitting down. Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> i watched.
2: I was watching a podcast. I think it was like Come Town or something ridiculous, and uh, they were talking about the new Steven Seagal movies where he spends most of his like every shot he's in, they contrive some reason for him to be sitting.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 that's exactly that's it.
2: Amazing.
1: <laughs> Fucking I as I like honestly, is that better or worse than phoning it in?
2: I mean, at least he's kind of like, <laughs> you know <He's> what? <laughs> I'm just honest, though. I can't give him any any leg up. He's done so well for himself off of undeserved. Oh, God, he kills me.
1: Well, it's also just his rhetoric on in news cameras. He's just kind of a little bit, you know, uh, he's
0: out there, man. He, yeah. he,
1: he's like Dan Aykroyd in the sense where you're like, you give him a microphone. It's about 50 50 shot. You got to shut it off immediately. <laughs> you just don't know.
0: Um so I kind of had a weird thing happen. I was on Netflix, and I saw this movie that I've heard about a lot. And uh, it was Moneyball with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Oh,
2: killer film.
0: Really? Yeah, I haven't I, seen it. I've heard nothing but good things about it. And yeah it lives up to that expectation mm-hmm. it's a it's a sports movie but it's a sports drama
2: yeah, yeah oh sure. okay now
0: i know i haven't seen it you barely see any of the sport though Let's you sure. see yeah. all of the background of it i mm-hmm. was made fun of in plenty
1: of sports that i feel as though i can't find joy yeah, in any I've, heard, of I've,
0: I've heard how good you were with dodgeball <laughs> all
1: right jared jared the story is there was a foul ball right and I could have just rolled it over to the person, but I decided to do an overhead throw mm. right over the person's head, fool, giant, giant fool in front of the entire audience. And that's when I knew this is what I was destined for greatness.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's the one moment that showed you. Uh, you know, yeah. oddly enough, for someone, you know, in in the whole video game uh, reviewing, so it this could just be me of uh, leaning into the stereotype of like you know nerds who get into video games not being very physically fit or whatever but I've always been the hyper uber nerd like there's nerds it's like oh yeah I read comics it's like yeah are you obsessed with final fantasy cuz otherwise I don't want to fucking speak oh. to you um <laughs> but on top of that I've always always been active in sports I've like I would played football I wrestled in the off season to stay healthy for football season uh, the meat is sported. active uh, mm. Yeah, I I don't know. There's something about it. I could never relate to anyone that were on these teams with me because none of them were nerds who played uh, you know rare <laughs> Japanese video games that were never translated or anything. But I'm sure, uh,
1: they could get a home run, but did they beat Scenario B? Exactly. I don't think so. Uh
2: huh.
0: Did you see the real? But <laughs> it's
1: a, yeah. Did you see I the true I
0: I'm, I feel a lot of sympathy for Jared there because I've had that where I'm like with friends and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, the Jets lost today, and they're like. Who are the Jets? Yes. Yeah, exactly. we, we were just talking about Marvel with Avengers versus X-Men. You know, why did, why was Cyclops right? Why are you talking about football? Who cares about sports? <laughs> and nerds for nerds being like always but, outcasted. They're the ones to outcast sports people.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I, 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 I will 100%. I will be very transparent. Uh, I don't care about sports outside of uh, being involved in them. So for, mm-hmm. it's is weird. For someone who is very, very into playing football, uh, I, I don't have a favorite team. I couldn't tell you who's up or who's down right now. I'm from Miami, so it's always got to be UM. Uh, even though I don't know they're how well they're doing right now, but it's just one of those things. They're doing well. Okay, there yeah, you go. The dude know more about Let's that. do it. <laughs>
1: Uh, but but that's but the thing is the whole nerd thing is just a what a stereotype that was made back at a point where like the internet wasn't around no one was talking to each other so it's like there's no real
0: set concept of what a nerd is. Okay, anymore, but I you know? actually enjoy true. watching sports and following sports, and then I get ridiculed for fantasy football. I yeah, also but... do d and d, like uh-huh. let me have both. Oh my. let me have both. You have That's no idea. Saying.
2: I've had this argument so many times with people. Uh, I'm like I said I'm a bouncer and uh you know when someone has their fantasy team and and they're talking to me at the bar and they're talking about their fantasy team, all I can think of is like this is a strategy RPG. you guys are obsessed with yeah. the stats. percent <laughs> you know, do you not insane. see the
1: mechanics here? Yeah,
2: yeah. people who get into sports are some of the most nerdy, obsessive collectors. The same way people who, oh, I want a a full US NES collection. That's like someone who really gets into the Clippers and wants all of their, uh, you know, uh, memorabilia or whatever. It's the same thing.
1: Because, yeah, in the end of the day, it's just passion. And there should be real no reason to exclude. I mean, I personally don't like sports because I've just never been into it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to be like, wait, you like sports? Hold on. Let's not talk about Final Fantasy, you know? This is kind of um, also. What's your favorite Final Fantasy, real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Probably seven. I mean, yeah. his name is I, Avalanche. Yeah, I just you know, it's a worthwhile question.
2: Yeah, you for mentioned sure. Final Fantasy. I do have <laughs> I do have about three quarters of a full arm dedicated to Final Fantasy seven.
1: Oh my god, that's. Do you have pictures somewhere on like your social media somewhere that we could see that or no?
2: Um almost positive I do. I've posted it on Twitter before, but I will do some digging. Let's see if we can find it.
1: But no, no pressure. I just was just like, dude, that sounds pretty fucking cool. All All of my tattoos.
2: I, most of my body is covered with tattoos from the neck down and 99.9% of them are either comics or video games.
1: You are so much fucking braver than I dude. I want to get a Majora's Mask one. And I'm like, I don't even know where I'd put it. And I've been planning it for like 10 years.
2: Oh, yeah. You, you think of sure.
1: Majora's mask on my left butt cheek. Majora's <laughs> yeah, yeah, mask. No other way to left do it. butt cheek.
0: And <laughs> oh, on the right? Wait, Ocarina. Wait,
1: no, that's perfect because when I give people a moon, mm-hmm. yeah, there you when go. I'm mooning them, they'll yeah. see the mask that brought upon the moon. This is, all of a sudden makes
0: sense.
2: Holy yeah. shit. That <laughs> also, really plays into it well.
0: I See, look, I can, get, I can make it work, all right? That's what yeah. we do not here. Not on only fact, that, it doesn't hurt that much when it's on meat. When it's on bone, it hurts a lot. How do you know that? I have to. Oh, that's right. You do have tattoos. I forgot about that.
2: Anyway. Um, (laughs) Tattoos hurt. That's the worst part of hearing people, yeah, I got this tattoo. It didn't even hurt bullshit. I've never had a tattoo that wasn't painful, and I have them everywhere. They can be less painful than others by comparison, but if you're getting a tattoo, it fucking sucks no matter what. Can
1: you sedate yourself? Is that a thing you can ask for? No, you you
2: shouldn't, too, because you might pass (laughs) out a lot of people do oh, they'll, they'll pass out it's crazy and it, it doesn't I, hurt so bad that it will kill you but it's a it's a it's a hurt that continues for a few hours at a time you know
0: oof continuous pain yeah, yeah. yeah. fuck it i was at a bar i oh, was God. doing karaoke and it's me going, and the- <laughs> me and this guy we were just talking and we oh, were God. talking about tattoos and then he, i had a a rick and morty shirt back when rick and morty was <laughs> fun really funny is. yeah and uh he comes up to me, he's like, I got a Rick and Morty tattoo on my balls. And, you know. On what? Oh, what? <laughs> And I said, nice. prove it. Let me see. Why would you say prove it? And me? he whipped it out. And Jesus I got to tell Christ. you, it was interesting to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one his, was Rick, one was Morty. Were his balls as smooth as eggs?
2: Well, to be fair, no, no, he, no, was no, just, no. he was literally just playing into what this guy wanted. You don't get tattoos on your balls unless you're trying to pull them out for people. So you were just being pulled out. He was me.
1: looking he was looking for people wearing Rick and Morty merchandise to yeah. be like, dude, check out these balls, though.
2: That was on purpose for sure.
0: He's <laughs> a good be. guy. I've, uh, we hang out at cons. <laughs> so we're still friends. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we are. The, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. He's, he's a good guy.
1: What about know, him and Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: uh, speaking of which, I will send over. I can't find a picture of the actual tattoo. Um, but it, oh, I, you got I, it! Cool, cool, cool. I sent over a picture in the Twitter DMs. Um, you can kind oh, of for, see Eris and the live stream, so that counts.
1: Oh, I see, I see it. Oh my god! I told you the live stream would be perfect for a tattoo.
2: Yeah, it fits perfect. I'm not finished with it yet. I'm gonna get further down to my wrist done, and then I have the Shinra logo on the back of my tricep that I need to finish up. But it's getting actually uh, this Monday. I'm going in to finish up that sleeve.
1: Holy crap! Like, I'm, nice man. You kind of did it in the Amano uh, art style too.
2: Yeah, I in wanted – well, you know, so I gave my, my – I've been going to the same artist since I was like 18 years old. So I, I I pretty much just give him art and then have him put his own twist on it. So he took the Amano art and then he just kind of, I don't know, drew it in a way that he would not – Did it better? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I totally understand that, dude. The Amano art sometimes gets a little too intricate for me. But that, I was going to say, it's like – I've never seen this one. I actually kind of like this one.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then I have uh, Shiva. Well, see, here's the thing. I really love Shiva and Infrared. I love how they're present in every Final Fantasy game. But I think the mm-hmm. best-looking Shiva and, and Infrared is uh, from Final Fantasy VIII. So I did have to sully the school uh, a little bit. But if I was going to have something tattooed on me, I was like, I want something that looks cool as fuck, though.
0: <laughs> Eight. Is criminally underrated. Yeah, he loves eight. So, I, I really, really we, yeah. like
2: eight. I just think that there is a lot of shit that they fumbled with, and I think it came yes. from them trying not to make another Final Fantasy seven. They really tried mm-hmm. to hurt mm-hmm. expectations, and I think it it plays against playability sometimes. Like the the junction system is an awesome idea yeah. on paper, but when I get a flare spell, I want to use that in battle instead of worrying I'm going to mm-hmm. take my strength down because it's junction. Yeah, you know what I
1: mean. Yeah, no, because yeah. I had, to, and I also spent twenty minutes drawing this shit. Yeah. So let me, like, you know, I don't want to mess with it too much. But, exactly. But I,
2: I, I don't ever use magic in that game.
1: The thing with eight, though, in particular, like I love eight's design. I can't think of a game more that I love the the art design, like mm-hmm. the character design, all that shit. It looks amazing. The gunblade's a little silly, but hey, it works <laughs> in the game itself. It's very fun. It's just, see, you know. Yeah, but that's the thing, too. It's like, oh, my gosh, the the ending is a little bit like, oh, so love did save the day, like, quite literally. So, mm. interestingly okay. enough,
2: when, <laughs> when I first played 8, I started getting into Japan, like, J-dramas, Japanese uh, serialized TV shows. And mm-hmm. you can tell straight from the get-go, as someone who still watches J-dramas, Final Fantasy VIII was based off of... Like the J drama blueprint, essentially. Oh, eyes
1: on me! Are you kidding? The whole thing was a romance. Like,
2: yeah, for sure. So uh,
1: you're the hottest
0: guy here. (laughs) Oh god,
2: that's the best meme ever. It's fixed now.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that really. Yeah,
2: you had to at the very least just keep that one scene stock.
1: (laughs) Call me crazy, Jared, but honestly, I would have preferred. And I don't want to start a whole remake talk, but (laughs) but I'm just saying, I would have really liked a Final Fantasy VII but in the style of what they did to eight in terms of redoing all the models, up mm, exactly. all the fucking backgrounds. Yeah. It's like, I get it's not a full remake remake, but it does preserve the game mm-hmm. and give us more of a detailed yeah. look at it. We get have the
2: original content with interesting new ways to look at it. And I think, I think that oh, should still be on the oh. table, honestly. But to be totally honest with you, I, I don't think Square is going to pump too much more money into Final Fantasy VII anymore.
0: They're busy with Avengers right now. I, I have a feeling they're just going to
1: stop it. And they should have oh, just called yeah. it Final Fantasy VII Midgard. No, and I, just will, end I, will, it
2: there. I will bet $100 U.S. Uh, we're not going to be the end of the Final Fantasy VII remake arc. Not just, in our
1: lifetime. No, that's not going <laughs>
2: to happen. And it, but They haven't made any money on it. They made mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. they made as much money off of that as they did on fifteen, and fifteen was a financial failure. So,
1: yeah, and they had to stop halfway through that shit too. Yeah. Absolutely. So
2: we're not going to see the end of the Final Fantasy VII remake. They're just not making <laughs> any money, and it's their own fault. They fucking ruined it. Yes. Some people like it, and, and if they do, you know that's awesome. You played a game you enjoyed. But the rest of us who were expecting at least the heart of the original to show
1: through with some new oh.
2: assets. Um,
1: Oh, Jared, you They're are just—you just just are just—you are right a now. siren voice <laughs> in the fucking night. I'm, I'm a part of like a lot of Final Fantasy groups and shit, and it's just like, oh my god, like you guys should give 15 way more credit. It does a lot of, inch and low, it—it's just fucking so. I did not want my magic system to be in flasks. Mm. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, I—I want to summon my summons. There's a lot of things in 15 not, that I was not, not, not only that, of.
2: but like you figure if you're a game designer and and this is something that you do for a job that you're passionate about when it comes time to uh put a game together you figure a few things that would line up that would be like okay maybe we should change this and that's the fact that you can assign your party members to use magic all magic spells mm. are aoe and yeah all is of team damage there is like uh uh what do you call it when you you can hurt friendly each other. fire yeah, yeah. fire exactly those are three things that on a list you should look at and go hold on a second <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good idea let's end this
1: i'm ready wait nothing but aoe's no that'll be fine don't worry about it it's, a, it's not a big deal absolutely we got to work on on side quest photo op number 13
2: yeah you know what was interesting, too, with five is is it was a really interesting first step. And I feel like uh, open world gaming. Obviously, they didn't know what they were doing with open world gaming. And that was talking about five or 15 or 15, 15.
1: OK, sorry. Because like five is good. I actually really like oh, yeah, okay, sorry. five, five is is
2: such. A, oh, it's so underrated. The best so underrated Oh, my God. Jim- fancy tactics. <laughs>
1: Jared, I swear to God. Jared, Jesus fucking Christ. All right. You just mentioned two of the most underrated Final Fantasy games that no one talks about, yet they owe everything to. Mm -hmm. Um, The job system felt super good in 5, and they keep doing stuff like that later on. The tactics, learning stuff from weapons, they use that and everything fucking later on. It's like... Dude, dude, that's fantastic! Final Fantasy that. Five and no,
2: grinding for me because the only reason I would grind in Five is to get more job points so I could like that's equip correct. Lancer that uh, could use like a samurai's ability or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. in other games, uh, I just gotta grind for exp. Damn.
1: Yeah, but it was so unique, like, you could actually customize so much more, like, I get it in 7, they each have their own, like, unique stuff, but you can, you can modify it with Materia, but in 5, I played the whole game as my main character being a blue mage.
2: Ooh, interesting.
1: Like, no one does that shit, and no game would allow me to do that, except 12, which I haven't played yet, which is fair. Hey, same you know here, I mean?
2: holy shit, how the
1: fuck? <laughs> I don't know, there's a lot of similar stuff here, <laughs> That's crazy. But hey you know what if you ever and I mean no pressure of course but if you ever want to have another podcast about Final Fantasy We'll probably lose the dude, but he could be our outside in oh, fucking you know in. what I mean
2: count me in That's, awesome That is 100% 100% of the time
1: dude. Fuck. Yeah, honestly. I play the fucking gacha games I Shoot. play record keeper and opera <laughs>
0: To, to quote uh-huh. Casablanca, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.
2: <laughs> it <laughs> seems right. to be that way. We, everything that either of us are saying seems to be in agreement, one way or another. So,
0: so <laughs> sorry. Yes. What else, you guys? I, let's, let's finish this. <laughs> so, I'm trying to finish this recent. So I swear to God. So, I saw uh, to start the fucking Spooktober because I've done poorly. Uh, Bone here has actually been streaming horror games. I haven't done e. shit. So I went and watched Halloween, but I couldn't find fucking the original 1979 one. So I went and saw the 2019 one. And this is the first time I caught it when I was watching it. The first time that Michael Myers was called the shape on camera. He was always referred to as the shape in the first two movies in, in the, the credits, credits. Yeah. And that blew me the fuck away. And the person who called him the shape was Laurie. Uh-huh. I thought that was great. I mean, it's a, it's a neat bit of trivia, but also, if you needed the original, why did you not come to me? Because you live in fucking Broward, and I'm not driving 45 minutes out of my way to get here.
1: <laughs> All right. No, I mean, don't dox exactly where I live. That's cool. What uh, were we just talking talking about oh, shit. About a,
2: a, an thing?
0: entire <laughs> fucking county.
1: Uh, wh- what was that, Jared?
2: Were we just talking about this exact scenario? <laughs> before yes, we, we do
0: get heated. <laughs>
1: But no, um, honestly, freaking um, the original. I mean, if you ever need it,
0: I have it, a digital copy. No, of I was looking so. for a box set, and they're selling a box set for eight hundred dollars on Amazon. Jesus, for I mean, so I'm gonna yo ho ho, you know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> uh, All right, um, is that it for your recents? No, I have more. <laughs> oh God, I have more. I'm just trying to speed this up. Monsterland on Hulu, it's not good. Th- that. Good. All right. Uh, the 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 only reason it's not for me, it's not good. It's because it's the the humans are the real monsters. I wasn't anticipating that. Such
2: a tired thing.
0: Wait, hold on. The the humans were the real monsters in the story. Holy shit! Yeah, it's and and the subject matters like, (laughs) dude, I wanted to be spooked out. I didn't need to remember that this actually happens. That, um, that message
1: is actually in so many things that are even not even horror. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, It's everywhere.
0: Uh, I've been listening to our boys, Cody and uh, Cody's show, Robots Stone Age. Right, right. And hey, now, CJ. finally, for my games, to go back to what we were talking about earlier, I was playing Madden, because fuck you. <laughs> um, Hunt Showdown, which is still really good, and... I played a little smash. Finally, I got to get I got wrecked by my friend uh, online who was it's really funny because he was like burping his uh, his baby while beating the shit out of me on smash. You're going to admit this live on the podcast. I I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Smash is in a fighting game.
2: There you go. Smash me with one hand. There it is. See, so Smash I play, is fighting, I play game. fighting games competitively, and yo, so I, nice. I genuinely do not understand Smash. I have played it before, and I thought my competitive instincts and everything, it's so wildly different from how you control any other mm. fighting game that I just cannot do it's it. It's true. It's
1: true. You're absolutely right. It's it's a party game. Well, it's kind of both it's a fighting game and a party game, but that doesn't nullify that there is fighting and kind of those kind of elements involved. It's it's
2: like um when when people speed run a Dark Souls game with like a racing wheel. No, it wasn't designed (laughs) to be played that way, but that doesn't mean I'm not gonna really enjoy watching people do it, you know.
1: Yeah, and the thing with Smash, though, in particular is, like, Sakurai is so intensive on trying to make characters play like they did in their original iteration, so you get characters like Ryu and Terry and stuff, so if you are a big fan of fighting games, they still do play the same mm-hmm. in, in this world.
0: Yeah, but compared to everybody, Ryu is so fucking slow in that game.
1: Ryu is so good. Don't even talk. But he's slow.
0: Okay, so is
1: every heavy hitter fucking character in any fucking fighting game. You know what I mean? That is pretty accurate. Are
2: you going to complain? He's slow as hell.
0: Yeah, Yeah, he's a Shota, but he's never been like a fast Shota. I'm just just saying, like, compared to a a game where you have Sonic, you have Little Mac that traversed the fucking area. Also, fuck you for being a fucking zoner yeah, okay
1: so uh you know
2: what i, I don't I'm, even yeah. know i don't even know specifically what he's talking about but i'm 100 on his side right now on this
1: okay <laughs> all right so zoning is something but you, you must have experienced it zoning is in all sorts of fighting games like it's because i happen to main zoners so like in for example in injustice i play harley quinn and she does a lot of stuff where she throws and shoots mm. stuff from a distance and then in, in smash i play uh Oh my God, I almost said Trevor Belmont. Richter, Richter Belmont. Um, and he's, you know, whips and axes and shit. I'm good at making sure that shots land. I hmm. uh, him, I play Resident Evil, right? You know, like I'm good at planning where things are going to be and making it work. Don't be all salty just because you run into him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Zoners. It's like that, you know. You know what?
2: Interestingly enough, it was injustice that made me really hate zoners like. That. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, the Deadshot players on online matches, forget about it. You just Fuck! Put, just okay, put the all map. right, there's
1: a, there's a difference between zoners and, and just long-distance projectile-based people. Because zoners, it's not the same fucking projectile going across the screen super fast. Yeah. It's like one in overhead, one that may roll on the ground. It's like, you vary it up. But no, fucking, I hate projectile users. Because it's just like, oh, I'm across the map and I'll just stay no, there.
0: It's just Deadshot was so fun fucking cringe to fight against and thankfully they they uh if i remember one of the patches they did was nerf his startup mm. so you could everybody just stopped using that because there's a bunch of fast characters in injustice that were getting buffed and deadshot just stopped being used
1: mm, mm. Mm. i don't know i think sinestro oh wow just the we, most got, worst we got we really, got
0: yeah. we got way too deep into <laughs> fighting games <laughs> so, hey i'm
1: it's worth
2: can it. i ask a question actually Absolutely. I totally forgot a major life event that happened to me two days ago, and uh, it, I don't know why I didn't think about this. So uh, oh. I'm a big fan of weird, weird music, and I always got into Mike nice. Patton's group, uh, Mr. Bungle, because they're so odd, <laughs> and I found out about a band from the 80s. Literally two nights ago, they are called the Cardiacs, and they are quite literally 19 like 1984s, noise, grind, core – experimental progressive group they're the most amazing band i've ever heard in my entire life and i posted on twitter and i was like Yes, I found this band. They're super cool. I'm in love with these guys. And some guy's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I love the Cardiacs. Too bad their singer died. And it's like, holy shit.
0: It
2: was like (laughs) earlier this year or something. It it, it happens to me a lot, by the way. When I first got into Typo Negative, it was right after Pete Steele died. So I have this obsession with getting into bands that I could never see live and it kills me.
1: It's a natural state of things, though, because even if you're going to go back, you know, in time to stuff before your era or whatnot, it's going to be like you're just not going to be able to hear from these guys again. There will be a story at the end. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, But that's great to hear. I love also fucking listening to as as many genres as I can. I'm a huge fan of music, so I'm actually happy to hear that. Oh, these guys. Um,
2: Weird, weird, weird stuff. Very, very technically written with odd timing signatures but they have Is it sexual. ambient
1: from your describing? Like No, no, it no, it's very abstract, chaotic so crazy. Um Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: so it's 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 very it it's so hard to explain. It's 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 in the is 80s, it something
1: akin to like it's death like a, grips or something like that or more no, a, a little
2: more a little more aggressive and hyper than
1: more that. aggressive than death grips. Yeah. Rock on, all right. I could fucking they, I can very jam with like this. Eighties
2: post punk. They have that that high energy level and the lead singer like Black Flag crazy. or something like that. Yeah, like Black Flag, but a, like I said, a little more energy. Black Flag to me was always very like medium speed uh, punk rock and hardcore. I got oh, into, man like All right. Idols and, like, Minor Threat and back in the day where they were just fast the whole way through. Black Flag were trying to do too much musically, I think.
1: Yeah, well, the thing is, I, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't super, super into Black Flag, but I know that they're, like, in that, like, uh, I don't want to say generation, but that time period of, yeah. like, punk. There was in that, a, a that really area. interesting
2: timeline for uh, hardcore punk where in the early 80s and late 70s you had hardcore punk kind of established itself as an underground movement and like everything else happens it got co-opted by the mainstream and then you started yeah, seeing you know movies like return of the living dead with a uh, just hyper exaggerated punk rock people in it and that oh, just yeah, was yeah. not in, indicative of the actual scene and you had bands that came out and were more uh not popular uh, more mainstream listenable so you had this post-punk era where punk rock the energy of it kind of mm-hmm. formed into uh, stuff you could actually hear on the radio. And this is kind of a product of that type of thing, where they have that punk so rock So, like, attitude. streamlined. Yeah. Yeah. It, but they're, they're, you could listen to them on the radio, but at the same time, you can hear the roots of, like, just a chaotic, noisy punk rock. It's super cool.
1: I, I'm sorry to totally detract, because I know we lost the dude. But, no, I'm I, I was really interested in him saying that, because I actually have been getting into way more, like, chaotic um faster time signatures kind of getting into this vibe you know all this flow but with like i found this band 1-800 pain i've been really getting into them and they're really good but it's it's a whole other different genre entirely but mm-hmm. i kind of see where you're coming from on that nice.
0: um i'm so sorry the dude is looking no, at me no, like i fine. don't know anything Look, about I'm, what the fuck i'm, that I'm you the guys guy that about? listens to ska i'm fine
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have a few I mean... japanese ska bands i might throw your way then <laughs>
1: Japanese ska. Dude, style. I have Japanese skull bands I can throw your way. Hello.
2: Dude. Okay, tell me right now, do you listen to Gold Betty?
1: Next Old Betty. Oh, that's we not can't even
2: have I've a conversation heard. anymore. <laughs>
1: what the fuck? Oh, We're my so God. I know good. a couple things. What the fuck? Hey, I, don't yo, know, I listen <laughs> to Soil and Pimp and all sorts <laughs> of fun shit. I don't know. Well, I didn't know this Dude,
2: one. Oh, Betty's really good. Early 2000s, Scott. Female led. Very interesting voice. Cool, cool. Just very cool, Scott
1: you right, you're gonna need to like link me a playlist or some stuff yeah, of like a sure. whole bunch of suggestions for because sure. like I'm all about opening up. I'm not gonna be hey, one of those you guys. You know, Avalanche like,
0: Jared has a Twitter. So ah, you can yes, message him. I can and true. I shall, but
1: true. I'm just. I'm just saying, like, I'm not the kind of person gonna be like, oh, I like every genre ever, because I'm there are some things I can't say that I'm a big fan of, mm-hmm. but I love finding as many things as possible, so oh, honestly, yeah. I'm going to check that out. Um, so I think that's it for the recents?
0: Yeah, I just, uh, let's go to news, and then I think cut to break. Do you have news? I don't actually have. Really quick, really quick. Star Wars Lego the Holiday Special. Is this
1: what you bring upon
0: my this is actually gonna happen? This uh, is actually gonna happen. It is that slow of a news day, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're getting the holiday special, but it's Star Wars. So, so wait, you're telling Star me to Wars be logo, excited Lego. for
1: another Star Wars holiday special it's after be... what has already been happening with Star? Okay, all right, but cool. it's gonna be cute
0: because <laughs> it's Lego,
1: right? I mean, the Batman Lego Batman movie was fun.
2: I don't know. I liked it. I've never gotten into the whole Lego thing. I'm, maybe I'm missing out.
1: To we be fair, that's the Lego. That's, Oh my God. Ooh. That's a whole other way. The hunters just literally carry off with their head and they're just like, hey, put it back down. That's how much of a consumer
2: I am. All you have to do is wrap it in something I'm familiar with. And I'll consume that. Let's do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, I mean I mean Capcom wanted to do that with Project Resistance and Dead by Daylight, but I guess it didn't work Less, there. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about Project Resistance. Okay, all right,
2: all it, right. I've oddly enough never played it because it looks so outside of my wheelhouse so I can't even bring myself to try it. And I'm the Resident Evil retrospective guy, so that if that tells it's, anything.
1: It's a little obnoxious. I think when you look at the gameplay, you could sort of get what there is in my opinion. I did play it. That's why it, I'm saying this.
0: If you start playing now, good luck finding a game.
1: And, oh yeah, and look forward to the new season pass of uh, no new characters and some zombie skins. That's that's where all that Capcom money went. <laughs> Not Resident Evil 3, of course. Anyway, sorry, before this becomes a Resident Evil 3 podcast, whole other again. bag of worms again. Again. Yeah. Um, Let's, uh, I think that's it for the news. I mean, that's all we're gonna go Uh, with. Uh, Jared, do you have news? Did you want to mention anything you're working on, my dude?
2: Um, I other than the, the Dead Space retrospective, I've been covering, I'm actually, uh, I'm Part of the way through editing the Dead Space extraction video right now, which is the Wii uh, on rail <gasps> kind of light gun shooter, which is cool.
1: I actually love that game, Jared. It is
2: surprisingly <laughs> good. Not to give away my yeah, or the video even comes out, but it is is surprisingly good. It reminded me of uh, Resident Evil: Darkside Chronicles. Like one of those, mm. so far outside of what I typically enjoy, but I'm having fun with it anyways.
1: But I don't think it has as many like ridiculous camera movements That's as Dark Side most Chronicles. The amazing had. thing
2: about it is if I, the yeah. first thing I did is went into the option. I, every time I start a game, I go into options and just see what I can mess around with. And they had a camera shake slider that, and I turned it all the way down from the very get go.
1: I'm happy they gave you that because yeah. Darkside definitely didn't.
2: Yeah, that was that was yeah. actually the the coolest part about it is because that was my biggest complaint. Darkside Chronicles was incredible, uh, but only like three percent of the population could play it without puking. You know?
1: Yeah. Have fun getting an S rank when the thing is shaking every five seconds. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really fucking rough. Um, but when you but but you're getting into the Dead Space games and you just mentioned the Wii one. Um, when you eventually get to Ignition. Uh that's, that's an interesting game, and you could probably bust through that in, like, half a day. So that's an easy day for you there.
2: <laughs> See, that's the thing, too. I didn't even know that existed, which shows you how much of a Dead Space fan I was. But I, I had no idea that even existed. And looking at it it's right totally now, fine. <laughs> I am more interested in playing Dead Space 3 than I am playing that, to be totally honest.
1: with <laughs> To be fair, all you got from it was an extra costume in Dead Space uh, 2, I believe, and that was kind of it. But anyway, um, sorry, before we go into space, I'm so sorry, I should probably end this. Video. Before we go any further, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then when we return, we'll be talking about where we would set a Resident Evil game. We shall return. Hey, hey, this is Cody from the Robots Don't Age Podcast, and you're listening to Fan Freaks. Be sure to follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Now, welcome back to the Fan Freaks Podcast, where we're with Jared from Avalanche Reviews, talking about uh, all sorts of nonsense including our topic where would you set the next Resident Evil game or a Resident Evil game that was a good read
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can tell you had a script what do you mean
1: what do you mean I don't know what you guys are talking about all of this is in the back of my brain remember I played Bloodborne I got plenty of eyes there we're good all right um, but anyway, so yeah, we're going to be uh, talking about a question of the week. Question of the week is where we ask a question to talk about and discuss. And, and how
0: rare that we're talking about Resident Evil. Yeah, I know. It's almost <laughs> like this hasn't been like one of the only topics we approach. It's super. It's It keeps resurging. It never ends.
2: You, know, you got to talk about what you know.
0: Yeah, that honestly, is true. that is actually very true. What we're comfortable with. And of course, this is Jared. No offense, but you're probably the only dude I know that knows more than both of us.
2: Ooh. I'll take that compliment.
0: All right, cool. I'm glad
1: you took it as a compliment and not that super pressurizing. It's like I want to challenge you to a trivia competition. I'm not going like to challenge you trivia. I don't want to lose again. Oh, <laughs> fucking brutal. But but anyway, all right. Before we lose track, we're going to be talking about where we would set a Resident Evil game. Okay. So, um, would the guests like to go first, or would you like some time to think about it for a second?
2: You know, I don't think I need much time because I've had this decided a long time oh. in advance.
1: Dude, <laughs> fucking ace! All right, let's do it. What you got for me? So, for
2: me, Resident Evil. Um, and and I know that this isn't the case with everyone, and I know this is not the intent of the series. But for me, the core of Resident Evil has always been zombies. Not so yes. much the uh, you know. I I love liquors. They're awesome but like not so much the bows i like the idea of zombies some virus got loose in a lab like my brain can parse that and i can i can uh suspend my my disbelief for a little bit for zombies specifically Mm. so it's a premise
1: that you can get invested in essentially
2: yeah the interesting thing Is I I don't watch a lot of horror movies, but I watch a lot of zombie movies because zombies, for the longest time, were the only thing that uh, really scared me. The way some people come out of a horror movie and they're really scared to like walk down the hallway at night and stuff. That's how I was with zombies because there's something just specifically about my unique brain chemistry that i get really creeped out when you see like a shell of a human being you know someone who looks recognizably human but there's <laughs> nothing behind the eyes you know what i'm talking about
1: dude same dude absolutely same here growing up i was actually deathly afraid of zombies to the point where my brother whenever he'd moan i would beg him to stop
2: mm-hmm. yeah see i'd like very, i was definitely there too situation i used to go and visit my family in uh in georgia and I remember I was staying on the first floor, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is Zombie 101. Don't stay <laughs> on the fourth floor, Jared. Just, this is not good for reinforcing window. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, the I, thing is, I had a brother that liked to fuck with me, so he was like, "I'm gonna moan from two rooms away I, just to fuck with
0: me." So like, I oh no. I'm partial to what Jared's picking uh, dropping here because mm-hmm. I always love zombie movies, but I always love the Romero movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And my mom never let me because she was, you know a stubborn Cuban old lady, and she mm-hmm. was always like, Mijo, eso, eso es malísimo. Oh, yeah. Eso es demonio. Mucho sangre, no? <laughs> no, no. So she, like, forbade me from watching Night of the Living Dead. Uh-huh. And uh, d- goddammit, I went behind her back and watched it as, like, a nine-year-old, and I thought it was fucking amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm glad you had that reaction. I actually watched my brother playing Resident Evil,
1: never got scared until I played House of the Dead. And then I got concerned because there were fucking survivors that I was held accountable for. And I never let that go.
0: (laughs) I don't want to die. My God. Their death are on your hands. I
2: did find House of the Dead to be particularly kind of creepy looking and it has something to do with the very rough look of it the the visible oh, yeah. isolation it's grungy yeah, yeah it's something about it just hit me in the right way but interestingly enough so your mom's Cuban mi uh, padre es cubano soy cubano también
1: holy shit are we hey. all Cuban here this
2: is insane okay we gotta stop doing this because we have been agreeing and being similar way too much
1: oh my god someone stop what? copy pasting alright he's <laughs> gonna more. give
0: me a cafe con leche after the show it's gonna happen I mean I can drink them I can make them. I mean, oh, so here's <laughs> the
2: question though. Here's the question. Your mother, uh-huh. was it uh, cafe Bustelo or was it Pilon? Like Cuban coffee.
1: La llave. La
0: llave. What coffee the hell is I've, had I've never even
2: heard pion. of that. She's like down in the real Cuban stuff. Whoa, whoa! She's got the
0: deep <laughs> underground Cuban coffee. Hold on. Uh, but when shit, when shit, when, uh, when she couldn't find Laave, she went uh, Pilong okay, yeah. okay, a standby.
2: So my yeah. my mother's white, but she made just impressively good Cuban coffee, and she was a Pilon girl herself.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to be like, oh, by the way, and she used Folgers, and I was like, <laughs> no. what the fuck? No, That's she impressive. Was that serious
2: about it. My my Cuban family came to her for café con leche, so she she knew what she was doing. So so zombies uh, have always been for me the the core of Resident Evil, and the the concept of a zombie outbreak in a major populated uh, city center has always been my number one cool scenario. Right, like uh, for mm-hmm. Romero's Day of the Dead you only get to see a small slice of it in the beginning of just a, a zombie outbreak in like the Everglades or mm-hmm. Miami or somewhere and, uh, it and was that's all you need to see
1: W.S. Anderson <laughs>
2: <laughs> like come on yeah. Just so my answer to that would be literally take Resident Evil 2 and have it take place somewhere else a major city center uh, similar idea so we think that maybe then uh, this is just a hypothetical story scenario uh, we think, you know, umbrella is gone. We don't have to worry about zombies anymore. All of a sudden, mm. we hear these rumors and people go. And then I, it, it would be an amazing uh, narrative structure to have people kind of denying it and saying, like, you know, uh, politicize it or something. like, The
1: Umbrella conspiracy was just, you know, a thing set up. It Yeah, yeah. have Umbrella out of business. Resident
2: Evil's version of Alex Jones talking about the zombie <laughs> folks in Raccoon City or something, you know?
1: The virus is making the hunters gay. <laughs>
2: yeah that would that would be my (laughs) ideal situation is is another major city center Uh, back to the city yeah back in the city people caught up in something that they can't control and now like uh i think what made resident evil 2 so amazing and not as much resident evil 3 is that you got this feeling that it was just two people over their head they have no idea Mm -hmm. what they're doing and their only option at this point is to get out and that really helps drive the pace of the story along when you come across something that maybe doesn't jive with reality and it sticks out to you as particularly unrealistic in a game right. where the pace isn't just like, hey, we gotta get out of here right now and everything is going towards that goal. It's really mm-hmm. easy to focus on that with something like, say, Resident Evil 3 where you kind of meander for a little while and you don't really have a goal and uh, until you get the uh, fix the train goal. But um, I mean,
1: the goal is to escape like it's you're right. It's such a primal goal to kind of have that anyone could easily get immersed in the idea. You know what I mean? It's like I got to get out of here. There you go. That That's your motive. You don't need some dude in sunglasses twirling his, you know, non-existent mustache at mm-hmm. you.
0: Why, why is it always your go-to Because he's, on reoccur- he's the Because he's the only
1: reoccurring villain in the entire franchise. Give me another. Uh, okay, but he sh- you, you keep shitting on him. Leave poor Wesker I, alone. Listen, I would stop shitting on him if they didn't keep giving opportunities for me to shit upon him. It's a very simple premise here. It could have ended, alright? But it had to keep going he can't die they I, just I, won't let it happen i miss him see okay. people like
0: you i'm gonna be <laughs> totally,
2: honest. <I'm> gonna be <laughs> totally honest i think we need a united force to go against again like a wesker someone we a new one automatically identify as being evil and he has appeared throughout the series I, weskers he served a pivotal role in this story
1: right I agree with that, but are we not done with this guy who's died multiple times? Like, maybe yeah. there's another... That's why I was excited when Lucas was maybe going to be a thing, and then, like, nope. Not a hero. Not a hero, not a villain either, apparently.
2: So, but. I will I will say this. Um, I think... I, <laughs> like, I see where you're coming from. You, you know, Wesker has definitely been done to death, both literally and figuratively. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know who I, who I was more upset about was Alex Wesker, because... Not only mm, do you yeah. have this idea of redoing a whole Wesker thing again, but now you're just cheapening the concept of Wesker and not just Wesker as a character. Like, you've mm-hmm. uh, poisoned the well, I guess, for anything like that to ever happen again. And it's because you just so uh, – it was so ham-fisted how Alex Wesker was, uh, like, just wedged into the series. I remember I I complained about it in, in, in my Resident Evil uh, Revelations 2 video and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it just seems odd that Alex Wesker comes out of nowhere. And then I had a million because com- my my you know my comment was relatively boilerplate. It was just like, yeah, it would have been nice if the enemy would have been someone that I was familiar with, or they had introduced her in the story instead mm-hmm. of assuming everyone. Oh yeah, everyone knows about Alex Wesker, right? I, no, she would she was yeah. mentioned a single time in <laughs> a piece of DLC for Resident Evil Five. Like, okay. I understand but, if yeah. she was in the main game, then you would, you would have me dead to rights. But if it's as an auxiliary piece of DLC and a single file that is missable throughout playing the RE5 DLC, I think that it's fair for me to say that she was pulled out of someone's ass.
0: So it's, re-
1: it's a reveal well, specifically
0: well, for us. Well, <laughs> hold on, Albert's coming back, according to this, like
1: umbrella core, yes, umbrella
0: core. Little, little mm. glimpse, mm. little Easter egg of him saying something,
2: man. Mm. Yeah, do you I don't know about, about that? I'm uh, not. I have not heard about that. It's not to me the worst thing in the world because I do kind of like Wesker, but more than anything, I'm excited about the existence of Umbrella again. I think that they were like a serious reason why resident evil felt so cool to me is because mm. a biotech company that does pharmaceuticals and deals in like shady back alley uh stuff with other countries that to right. me seems very realistic
1: but see that would be that's so much cooler of a villain this nebulous concept of a business owner that Agreed. you can't really physically get to it's yeah it's this dark shadowy businessman group but instead, we have so many times where they rely on the Wesker trope where, mm. I, again, I love and hate Wesker, so this is the thing here. Okay. Like, I love him in, his, in the games where he's in, but they keep spinning off things from him. Like, Jake Mueller came directly from the Wesker idea where we need to have another Wesker, but we can't bring him back again, but they essentially did it again. And then Alice from the movies is essentially just another superhero, like, super-powered mm-hmm. version that's a hero version of Wesker. And it's like, yeah. all these ridiculous elements that I don't like about the the series now came from really wesker originating all of it in really code veronica
2: yeah i do get that I, in my in my perfect world because i like the idea because we we kind of had hints that wesker had dosed himself with something in re1 and then code veronica right. was this really cool reveal It's like oh shit he did that thing that we were all thinking he did you know right uh, right and i yeah, I, I kind and, of like that it, Red it, eyes.
0: Thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like I like that. I kind of like the fact that it, it made That's him cool. uh, a little more formidable. Obviously, in Final Fan or Final Fantasy final we were just talking about in that, that. game too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wesker <laughs> was the best in FF Five. Um, He's OP as fuck. Yeah. To be honest, in RE Five, they definitely overdid it. But in my perfect world, you would have had Wesker been uh shown to be alive in Code Veronica, which was a really cool reveal. And then have him keep his superhuman powers, but kill him off in Code Veronica because we ran into the issue where, uh, you know, how do you move on from here? We gave him superpowers. Like, how do we up the stakes? And they up the stakes by making him even more super powerful. Yeah. Didn't jive very well.
1: This just speaks to me that they don't have a plan, no No overarching narrative whatsoever. Like, their characters dropped to the the wayside.
0: There's a, uh, I hate to refer to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they don't have a Feige. They don't have somebody that's directly (laughs) in charge of the Resident Evil Yeah, But there should be like, there
1: should be some at least goal narrative because then you have situations like you beat RE1 and they're like, we're going to take it to Umbrella. RE2, hey, it's up to us to take out Umbrella. RE3, they won't get away with it. And all of that buildup for the end of three games and it goes to a bonus mission in Umbrella Chronicles. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah, the
0: of there oh, should umbrella, be some better. Should be some better plan. Umbrella went bankrupt.
1: Right, and then it's kind of like, oh, that big fucking climactic thing that we were building up to happened off screen. Is Enjoy that?
0: Leon in Spain. <laughs> speaking speaking but, of Spain, wow, we are so off the mark. I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, I, I just wanted to mention. Uh, you said you want a Resident Evil two slash three zombie infested city, mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask where in what country like do you want the us of in- a again Yeah, do you wanted um, you know the what? united I'm not, states
2: yeah i'm not so uh specific about that because i think it could really go either way you could yeah, put it sure. anywhere it seems like a relatively universal concept i've I've always been interested in the idea of a zombie outbreak somewhere in asia just because it's somewhere that's so familiar to you uh on the surface but not familiar and then re6 came that. in yeah,
1: <laughs> and was all like <laughs> that's hey, actually one of the things
2: I liked <laughs> about Re6 was there's that outbreak in China and that that short little area of the oh scene.
1: yeah the blue yeah yeah
2: and in like the zombies on the on the mirror or on the window trying to get into the restaurant like they did a really good yeah. job for two minutes solid and Re2 of setting up a cool zombie outbreak. But then the rest of it goes back to, you know, backflipping over explosions or whatever happens.
1: Yeah, people say like they they like Resident Evil 6. And I mean, hey, it has I love the Mercenaries mode. It's probably my favorite. And I know you're not a big fan of the Mercenaries Mm -hmm. mode, Jared. But honestly, it has the best iteration of it, in my opinion. But then people are like, well, Leon's campaign was the best because it was more classic. And it's like. But the zombies were really only around for like chapter one, and then maybe like the midpoint of chapter four, yeah. and the rest is still kind of like going through ruins and
0: shit, mm-hmm. like and what the hell, using dual pistols and uh, backflipping, okay, and doing a bunch Helena's of Helena's shotgun thing shit. is great
1: though. Hold on, we can't Helena what? Helena's shotgun, the hydro animation, that's fantastic though. Okay, but anyway, I'm so sorry to detract. Uh but in the city, got you. That's actually a great place because I mean it's tried and true. Mm-hmm. Would would you put it back in Raccoon again, or do you want a new city?
2: New city for sure. I like the idea that Raccoon City's been nuked. I, I think that they did that so that they could physically stop themselves from going back to the well. So, that they no, all, yeah, yeah. you know, just cheapen the entire idea of Resident Evil by just constantly setting games in Raccoon City. I think the fair thing to do is to keep the canon RE3 ending canon. OK, we nuked that. But now the whole world knows about not only the existence of Umbrella, but the existence of a virus that creates zombies. So mm-hmm. you could do so much from there because someone could get a hold of it. Or like I like I was saying, it could come back and no one believes. It's been so long. Come on. That, that all that stuff that was just <gasps> told to scare you, you or whatever. Could,
1: yeah. You could absolutely take that though and be like, oh, what what's the other route that humanity would take with that information as opposed to denying it? Turn it into a game show. Mm. And then we have Dead Rising 2. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: I think you could um, do you could do a whole lot with that stuff. And I feel like we haven't exhausted all the options in the city zombie outbreak scenario yet.
1: But I agree with that. Having a new survivor going and, like, escaping it, it you can relate to them easier than being like, who's this hero from a previous game, yeah. veteran, oh. And yeah, it would just totally be interesting
2: to see the process of someone figuring it out all over again because maybe they weren't totally plugged in and understood everything <laughs> that happened with Umbrella. Yeah. They didn't hear, oh, you got to shoot him in the head or what you know, whatever. Uh, so, I mean,
1: they can't be worse than... Oh, i so sorry. Go
2: ahead. I was just saying we're just we would be back to the same concept of of RE two and why I liked RE two over RE three as you had two characters who were experiencing this, experiencing this for the first time. Right. Whereas you know Jill Valentine, understandably through mm-hmm. the story, she's been through so much that you know she doesn't bat an eye at any of this stuff anymore. But Claire and Leon were genuinely like, what the fuck is going on over here?
1: Yeah. Leon had that extra thing of, like, I'm a police officer, too. I'm supposed to be saving people, but their faces are getting munched on. Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think that that formula could definitely still work.
1: Absolutely. And the Outbreak games kind of did that, too, where they set different Mm -hmm. scenarios in there, too. So it definitely works. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to say
0: something? Yeah, I'm ready for mine.
1: Oh, okay. All right. What you got for me, dude?
0: So I have a city. Oh,
1: both of you. (laughs) But
0: it's different. Okay. Ooh, right. It's Venice, Italy.
1: Oh, wow. Ooh, That's neat. Like a romantic area, kind of like
0: history. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. yeah. But I'm absolutely 100% with Jared on zombies. But I also really feel that the idea of the virus spreading in a way that is completely 100% uncontrollable mm-hmm. through the ocean, I think would be absolutely terrifying. So, like, like something you're in like a...
1: Rev, but in more of a. Like uh, what? Like Revelations, because they had right, right. the deep sea enemies as mm. well. Yeah.
0: Right. But this is an actual, I like city, but I also like the water. So why not have both mm. Venice?
1: Oh, and, okay. I see. There's and more. We don't have a lot of yeah.
0: European representation, even though that is true. almost every fucking game, they're like, oh, we have a European branch. Oh, we have a European Chris is going to Europe to take nemesis, down umbrella. Nemesis is French. Yes, exactly. Fun fact. But we don't go to France. Yeah, that's right. We're in midwestern America. I mean, to be fair, we had Estonia
1: and six. We had uh fucking four had Spain, which is kind of European. Uh, they they call it some lonely por- part of Europe. That's literally what they call it in four.
0: Right, right. Also, you know, six doesn't exist to me. Ah, I um, see. <laughs> so. <laughs> i'm sorry i just really fucking hate that game um was
1: not super great
0: <laughs> but i i like the concept of venice as, as just like this the rising sea level it'll go out but it's also a city you have a whole wealth of zombies and you could actually have uh something we haven't had since the first game neptune we can oh have, my God, we, actually make Neptune a threat and like viable yeah, now? Yeah, where you don't sink. You can't uh, drain the water from the city. I was going to say, there's a lot more points
1: where they could spawn out, and that's something I'd be worried about for sure. Right? Mm.
0: It's, you know, literally fucking shark hunters.
1: So wait, hold on. Is your game going to also make the spiders viable too? Is this
0: going to be the redemption of the common enemies that can't land uh, a hit? I miss spiders. Uh, oh, um, sad. I have a character... And Bone King and I have very different opinions. Jared's going to give his, probably, hopefully. (laughs) Um, I like sometimes recurring characters. My recurring character for this game would be Carlos.
1: Move. Down. Give him something.
0: Give him anything. Billy, for me, is dead. I feel he died... He was one of the people that died from the fucking Cerebrus in Resident Evil 1. That's a a bit of a fucking anti-climax. Like,
1: I'll see you on the other side, Rebecca. Okay, and then, oh, God, oh, Uh, shit. You never (laughs) see Billy
0: again, though. Yeah,
2: he meant literally, like, (laughs) you know what, I here's what I like. This is my own headcanon that gives me uh, a little bit of happiness. What if Billy was Mm -hmm. the only guy who actually just got out? didn't ever have to deal with umbrella zombies again he moved to like bangladesh or something and i am never sorry had to with
1: this, shit. this is not allowed in the resident evil universe claire tried this <laughs> tried joining terra save that shit didn't work ended up being umbrella again like you know there's there is no escape for these veterans and th- this is a whole de- debate we had about village as well like I feel so bad for these characters. They try so fucking hard to escape whatever scenario they're in, yeah. and they just are a bad news magnet. They just keep experiencing this shit solely because we want to see them again. You know what I mean? Like,
2: Yeah, that's why okay. I like the idea of having new characters just 100% mm-hmm. unheard of, maybe tacitly involved with something the series has already done, but I, I love the idea of just someone new coming into the fold.
0: Same here.
1: Absolutely, my dude.
0: I say it a whole so, freaking time. So, for Jared's game, it's Ark Thompson's younger brother. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> Car. <laughs> Car Thompson. <laughs> with a <K>. Car Thompson? <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: I don't know. It does sound like a Capcom name. Why not? Yeah. we, we go with it. Over <laughs>
0: the K. Uh, okay. So, what do you think of mine? Do you like it? I, I like it. I
1: like the idea of like a romantic area because, I mean, we did have a story. And Carlos but...
0: is, you know, what you think of when you think of romance.
1: Most true I, he could be a romantic type and you yeah. know him All the
0: foxy ladies love his accent drives him crazy
2: are, are we talking <laughs> what carlos or are we talking original carlos because i i gotta say remake carlos does it for me
0: I, he,
1: look, he's always gonna go the dude's always gonna go with og because no. that's his shit no no jared's
0: actually right holy Ooh. shit what <laughs> Look! Look! I love OG.
1: You're the way biggest RE three like OG stan, I know.
0: I yes. Okay. Yes. Right, I understand, <laughs> but let's be real here. The characters of both Jill and Carlos in the remake were written way better than in the original.
2: Agreed. Totally both agreed.
0: Sure. Like Jill having PTSD is something I fucking love. Yeah, I and wish, I wish was it was
2: in a better more, game because it's oh god, it was so good.
0: Wait. Jared,
1: so did you also think that when we saw her in the mirror that we were going to have a little bit of a playable segment of her in the Spencer Mansion for like a second? No? Is this just me? No,
2: that wasn't what I thought. is, As soon as I experienced that, because I I went in totally 100% dry. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't follow any news or leaks. So when I jumped in, I knew that I didn't know anything. And as soon as she was in in the mirror, kind of having that little PTSD thing like she thought, uh, she was turning into a zombie. I thought that that would be mm-hmm. a running mechanic, or not even a mechanic, just a story like a narrative element a theme yeah a yeah. theme of, of her constantly being reminded of the spencer mansion and and, and what she went through now uh, that to me just seemed like the person the perfect resident evil stories having jill yep. just the crazy she saw people die in front of her right so it makes a lot of sense. The whole team yeah
1: yeah no i mean and and the thing is is like maybe we could have but uh we had to cut that shit out for time mm-hmm. so exactly. <laughs> you know <clears throat> but i like your idea dude to be honest I want to actually explore like uh, a European location. That's not just a set piece. I want to be able to explore it and actually unravel it. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Make it, make it a fucking mansion, make it the resident where the evil is. (laughs) I do like Uh, the idea
2: of uh, incorporating some type of another element of like Neptune because man, like I'm already creeped out by things underwater and sharks are just inherently scary. And Neptune in, in, in RE1 remake, Jesus Christ. I'm, it's just got terrifying. an idea. Oh, you just gave him an idea.
1: Apparently. Got an idea. No. Okay, so we've
0: had sharks. Uh huh. We've had bats. Okay. We've had uh, sharp bats.
1: Oh, sorry. No, we've um, had
0: scorpions. Mm-hmm. Right. When are we gonna have lobster?
1: Uh. We do. What
2: rev two rev, at the end? Yeah, rev oh. rev one.
0: There is
1: nothing you can do that yeah. hasn't already been done. Yeah, the Sorry. last hey, go
2: ahead. boss in rev one was was crustacean with like a like a carapace shell and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. The whole rev is all about water stuff. Yeah. Wait, was it rev one that had the? Oh, I said rev two. My bad. Rev one had it. That's right.
0: I I can't finish rev one. <laughs> really, there was yeah, a point yeah, in rev two I where I had to pause. Weird. I really hate. Um, oh, God. Everything, <laughs> Just in general, in
1: general. Before we get... Well, hold on. Before we go into that, we'll save that for another show. Let me go ahead and knock mine in real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I got a little bit detailed. Eventually,
0: this show has to end.
1: Eventually, this show does end, I promise. All right, so here we go. Where would I set a Resident Evil game? Well, I don't know whether or not it would be in Raccoon City, per se, but it would be in some sort of town or another. Three. How, no, no. <laughs> it's three not cities. I'm not exploring a city. You guys went with a city. It's a good idea. But I would set a Resident Evil game in an amusement park. Ooh. So this is a location where, like, obviously there is a fairgrounds. Like, the whole thing, you can get a map, which is the amusement park map, which would be anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm. And you'd be, like, unraveling the different locations, unlocking different attractions. Why are you shaking your head at me?
0: Because Jared did a fucking retrospective of the Silent Hill Arcade, and that's all I'm thinking about. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a bunch of Robbie... Oh, Robbie the Rabbit's coming Funny, at you. Funny that you mentioned because I kind
1: of went a little bit extra for this special episode. I came up with enemies. Uh, here we go. So also the name of the amusement park. Uh, I'm I'm kind of going with Redgrave Amusement Park.
0: <laughs> Redgrave
1: for a nice little callback to another Capcom property.
0: Okay. Devil May Cry. <laughs>
1: no? You don't know Tony? All right, whatever, fine. Red. Tony Redgrave, it's. And it's Redfield in a Red Grave. No, I'm not on that. That's anyway. what I thought
0: you were going No, with. no, yeah.
1: no. It's a, it's a working title. Anyway, enemies, <laughs> here we go. So funny you bring up the mascots. I had an idea of like a, a BOW that infected a dude in a mascot suit, right? Mm. So the mascot suit is, is like independently um, piloted by the the mutation within so like you can the head like all right so it's Ghost it's like a zombie too? it's like a zombie there's a zombie in there absolutely but it's a specific mutation where it's kind of like the re4 like tentacle heads mm. but it's coming out of the mascot mouth and eyes and stuff right. and just you could have whatever shit come out of that hole and it'll be scary mm. you know what i mean you'll have a specific scenario where it's just like you can have it do different things and it'll be like a tattered suit that's would you have guns? something moving in it yeah, of co- well, hold on. Enemies using guns? No.
0: No, no, no. You using a gun. Yes. Because think about it. That 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 suit already has armor. A, a mascot suit? No. Yeah, like think about it this way. If you were to go at it with like a, it's a wiffle bat. What, but you wouldn't go at it with a wiffle bat! What are I'm you sorry,
1: but in the heat of the moment, a wiffle bat looks pretty good. Alright, I'm gonna say right now in my game, the wiffle bat is not an acquirable weapon, okay? God damn all right.
0: it. I'm not buying your, your In game. any
1: case, I thought it'd be cool to have like a mysterious element in the head, so where you could just have all sorts of tentacles and weird shit that you wouldn't expect spilling out. Yeah. And that would be walking and kind of like gyrating as they're trying to manipulate the suit. Um, there's that, and then there's a clown B.O.W. Which would essentially be like the bloodshots in RE6 that do the lunge thing that gets on top of you. Yeah. But they they still bite you like that. It, I wanted it to sort of be like a Pennywise reference, where the teeth kind of look like when, he, oh, okay, when he's okay. eating and stuff. Hey mm-hmm. Georgie. Hiya, Georgie. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, so that and, like, it would be a unique way because I thought in Resident Evil 2 remake, the, the new Ivies, how they started whistling was a very unique element that I hadn't heard in the series before. I was like, oh, hey, remember when this series used to have sound effects that would, like, announce the enemies in the room? Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a huge element. The moans, the Cerberus
0: mm. steps. Yeah. So the, this. Uh, the clicking of the claws yeah, for lickers yeah, and hunters. Too. Yeah, that
1: too. The sound cues are very important. So yeah. this one would be a, a little bit of a giggle. It would be sort of like um, you could imagine a laugh, but a very exasperated laugh. Like, Oh, that's better than what I thought. I thought it was going to be squeaky. No, well, no, that'd be silly, but <laughs> no, no, that'd be silly. Oh, that's silly. That's silly. Yes. I don't know but if no, you
2: trust Capcom to maintain not doing the silliest
1: thing possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh incoming the pursuer wearing squeaky shoes. Yeah. Uh fucking. But no, the semat- Ustinok. Like them trying to laugh, but it's like them getting their breath like <laughs> like <laughs> and they're trying to like get their breath. It's just constantly convulsing. I don't know. I thought it was a cool idea on paper. Um, and then maybe we could even, as a boss, as my final thing to mention here, as a boss, you can have a B.O.W. My virus is essentially something that's like the G-Virus. I'm not really 100% detailed on the virus itself, but it's like, it can grow, and it can manipulate things. It's kind of like a bubblegum paste, but it can fuck up human bodies pretty fucking intense. So the blob. But we'll have zombies still. They, everyone here is going to keep zombies because zombies, they're, they are you know, a common enemy when there's just one of them, but when there's a few, it's a whole other fucking ballgame, and it's mm. perfect for that. It's the face of the franchise. But what if one of those mutant bio gooey goo B.O.W.'s took over an amusement park ride, and yeah. it was all about trying to get past this amusement park, like, uh, not bumper cars, but the, you know, the... The thing where they go in a circle, where you ride the car, or whatever, with the music blasting. Right. That, but it's like you have to get past it, and it's like a trap room in a way, but you have to kill the BOW
0: that literally is inhabiting the trap room. Huh. Mm-hmm. I get it.
1: I am I think it's a cool idea. Could There's we, so many.
0: Could we have a small world after all ripoff? Yeah. And
1: they're all fucking pustulating with like tentacles and shit. Uh, I'm down. And one of the collectibles. Oh, I've seen enough is in hentai there. to know where this is going. Yeah. And that's how you know it'll be good. Uh, i
0: enough <laughs> hentai but, yeah. today to
2: know where this is going. <laughs>
1: exactly but I just thought that'd be a good idea to sort of there's so many different like um, themes within themes in an amusement park mm. and it could even be a little bit of a commentary on Resident Evil's version on Disney if you really want like
0: oh Disney was looking into getting this thing you're for thinking, something or other you're thinking know. Capcom's gonna do that they this
1: won't. this is a little bit too intense but I think I, Resident Evil would do really well in an amusement park because yeah. it just you already have the grounds there mm-hmm. I feel
2: you know, what would be really interesting about that kind of a setting is you wouldn't you would be able to to have a, a rich diversity of different areas set within the amusement park. Because if you go That's into exactly the, the house of horrors, it's going to look different from the, you know, where people eat or whatever, you know, so that would be a, mm-hmm. a cool way to have a lot of diversity in the areas you explore without, uh you know, stretching credulity, credulity. I yeah. can't use that word properly right now, you know where I'm getting No, but
1: we knew what you meant. It's okay. It's yeah. still one across. But that's exactly right. You go to a fucking, like, uh, Splash Mountain kind of thing, and you can have your water-based enemies there. Like, you're right. It, it leaves – that's at least where I was coming from. It leaves <laughs> a lot of interesting areas.
0: I need a boss fight on a
1: Ferris wheel, and okay. I will get off yeah. my soapbox.
0: <laughs> Alright That's an interesting place for a boss fight, though.
1: There's so many cool. I, I was literally thinking about them. Like, if I just think about any ride I've been on, I could think of a boss fight where I felt like I was in danger.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, you know.
2: Yeah, I, I I see where you're coming from there. I'm looking at it from like a game design perspective, and it just justifies almost any decision you could make with a video game. Just set it in an amusement park, and you could literally
0: do Fucking anything.
1: Fucking items left behind by patrons that are nearby. Mm-hmm. There's like storage places. Like, yeah. There's Would so you many have things. survivors? I mean, your Do I have to escort these survivors? No.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, it's your game, man,
0: I'm just asking.
1: Listen, if they're escort, they gotta be like Eileen, or they can just get as much damage as they want. I just
0: gotta beat the boss fast enough. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right, as long as we don't have any EEs. What? Metal Gear Solid 2 reference? Oh, fuck, oh, god. You just reminded me of
1: fucking, what's How? her name? Uh, e- Evelyn Emmerich? No, something Emmerich. Emma Emmerich. Emma, Emma, Emma Emmerich, that's what it is. I've got Emma Emmerich here. We've managed to avoid drowning.
2: Good job. But,
1: uh, yeah, no. So, uh, I think we had some really solid Resident Evil
2: locations. Yeah, I think, you know yeah. what, now that I'm thinking of it, as you were describing the uh, amusement park, hospital seems to work for me, too, because it's the same type of winding setup you'd see in, like, the RPD or something, right? Right. Oh, man, Jesus Christ. You just If you make you a classic watch. survival horror Resident Evil game, you could set it in the room I'm in right now, and i would be fine, just as long <laughs> as you put one out.
0: This is what the topic is, has birthed. New ideas. Also, I, I think all of us can agree in these settings, tank controls.
2: Yeah, I think I, that's a unanimous I, yes for me.
0: I would want it.
1: I would definitely want it. This is my dream game. But if we're being realistic, not gonna people happen. are going to bitch and, move and uh, moan and it's not going to happen. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's not going to happen. I felt like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I felt like... Um, Like I was being so negative when the RE2 remake started coming out because I was like, listen, I'm so psyched that they're going to remake my favorite game. And I know I sound like a spoiled child, but I don't think it's so ridiculous that I expect a remake of a game I enjoy a lot to play similarly to the original. And people Mm -hmm. were like, Jesus Christ, you guys with your tank controls. And I'm like, is it unreasonable? (laughs) Is it like if you remake a game for it to play the same as it used to? Or or am I just being ridiculous?
1: the phrase is remake, right? So there's obviously something in the gameplay that we enjoyed and wished to bring to a new audience, correct? Cuz it seems as though a lot of the things you're bringing to the audience are brand new elements and mainly I'm talking about Final Fantasy yeah, 7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like it's just this is nowhere near what people were going to play the original for. So what part of the original did you want to remake, right? Mm-hmm. Like
2: Yeah, and and in, it it you, what you're telling the 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 audience at that point. Is like, listen, guys, we appreciate you getting us to the point where there were this multi-billion dollar company and we appreciate the hell of, out of your rabid support for this series. But mm-hmm. we're going to have to go with the other guys. <laughs> like,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for getting us up here. But, you know, we te- we got it from here. We got the message. All that matters a, is there's the, an the old characters. saying.
0: There is an old saying. You dance with the girl you came with. Mm. <sighs> D- dude, dude! I but wish yeah, that girl I would, definitely would like still
2: that. go to the dance with me right now. Because <laughs> I, I would take was... that survival horror tank control girl out right now. <laughs> if I good, she uh
1: she doesn't Ooh, go to so, the school. With, she goes to the indie crispy, school. Crispy,
0: <laughs> crispy, fixed camera angles. Yeah, I, I, like, <laughs> my, I like my pre-rendered backgrounds.
2: Like I like my girls two forty p. I don't know what that means. <laughs> 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 that's going to get used against uh, me at some point I'm sure of it no
1: it's not I don't even know what I don't think anyone knows what that means it's <laughs> fine I need my girl sounding like she's recorded off a potato Yeah, that's the the. actually really quick Um, before we end the show actually let's just do this real quick we'll do the ending right now Um, we just did our topics on where we would set a Resident Evil game and we had Jared from Avalanche Reviews thank you so much for being on the show my dude
2: absolutely um, it's always a
0: pleasure where can we find you Jared
1: Uh, you can
2: find me on YouTube under Avalanche Reviews if you're looking to get preached at about video quality for about 40 to 50 minutes every other week um,
1: remember when i said like let me not forget this i wanted to thank you for that actually ooh, really dude you have no idea how many times i've been able to just go to your videos and go hey video settings that work cool there we go like I appr- Dude, because so many people talk about the games, but getting them to run and run consistently is a whole other <laughs> fucking ball game.
2: Yeah, you know, so, uh, interestingly yeah. enough, when I make my videos, especially if it's on a PC game, like, for example, with RE3 Remake, uh, I could just tell you how the game looks and how it works and stuff, but I spend a lot of time trying to see... Uh, how high I can push the settings while maintaining a 100 hertz uh, refresh rate or, uh, Mm. you know, all that stuff. So I figured as I'm typing this stuff out, it's like, if I'm going to spend, you know, half an hour in the settings menu, maybe I should talk about that, you know?
1: It's so crazy because you think that because there's a lot of work. Like, it's not like it's an easy thing to to get these games running that way. So Mm. honestly, I just wanted to say I do appreciate that very much for putting on your videos. And I appreciate you being on the show, my dude. So, uh... Yeah. From the bottom successful. of our hearts.
0: Thank you. This is, we've been genuinely nervous because you're, you're just going to outright and I, say it. All right. All right. I, no, bro, been, we're fans. Yes. We're fans of him. <laughs>
1: no. Awesome. no,
2: I like, I, so I have a, I have a, a policy. If people ask me to appear on, on a podcast or whatever, if I'm physically able to do it, then I always say yes. And specifically for what just happened here today, you get to talk to people, that you normally maybe you wouldn't talk to. And it, it turns out all of us are like 85% the same person. It seems like we would have missed yeah. out had we have not done this
1: absolutely my dude and i i'm I'm very like thankful for the podcasting medium in general because it does allow conversations to be open like this because mm-hmm. i imagine you open up one of my streams and i'm screaming like a psychopath trying to deal with the phasmophobia stuff honestly uh i just prefer this this area to be able to talk about resident evil and really get into the nitty-gritty on mm-hmm. what we like about it so much you know
2: oh yeah no this like i said this this shit is always fun for me it's you just get to talk to people and it's in so i have uh just an odd bit of like social anxiety where I like to just, I, I like to be around people, but I also like to be in control of that so I can leave immediately mm. if I want to. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what I loved about having roommates back when me and my wife had like four people we lived with in the house is if I, if I felt like being social, well, I'll go walk over to JP's room, see what he's doing. But if I didn't, I didn't have to. And mm. the conversations are perfect. We schedule out of times like, yeah, I feel like being social. I'll talk to someone for an hour and then I can go back to just curling up inside my garage and editing for nine, 10 hours on end.
1: Dude, I'm exactly the same way. If you ask my boyfriend how many times I've been fucking trapped in my office, just editing shit. Yeah. I've literally slept under my desk. I mean, I feel like any editor could feel comfortable doing that. Let's, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Yeah, um, Absolutely. Well, I was going to say something. I totally forgot. Oh, yeah, no, because, like, when we were starting the show, I didn't want to say it too much on the podcast being, like, all super starstruck. But, yeah, I, I actually am a really big fan, and, like, setting this up, like, we're so used to just talking the two of us. It's so much more, you know, buddy, you know, very comfortable. We've been doing this for, like, 62 episodes or so.
2: Mm, hell, yeah. No, I've been I've been a guest on a few podcasts, and I I haven't had a negative uh experience so far it's always just been fun conversations like this and you you get to know people that you never would have talked to and then obviously we all share a shit ton in common so then we just get to gush about shit that we keep inside our head all day
1: yeah and honestly dude this is this is why i love this shit
2: so (laughs) that's why i'll keep doing it yeah it's mega fun like i said a number one count me down for the music because i am huge into a lot of different genres but same thing final fantasy episode i'm in
0: all that i'm concerned about is that Jared? It's comfortable. I'm yes. coming back because yeah. I really want him to come back.
1: No, I absolutely <laughs>
2: am. This has been fun as all fuck,
1: oh, dude. That that just made my fucking night, week, and month. Thank you, man. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, no problem, dude. This I, I fucking love this shit. This has been fun as not only it's just insane that we're all Cuban and play the same games yeah. and have similar
1: opinions. <laughs> but, Cuban uh, yeah. Floridians playing Resident Evil and Metal Gear Solid and Final Fantasy. Like, what are the fucking odds? It's insane. <laughs> No, yeah. uh, I'm surprised you didn't run into Adrian in the fighting
0: game circuit because he was playing stuff, too. Uh, no, I but I played at home man. Oh, yeah you yeah. went to yeah. tourneys. I saw you. Yeah, but like tourneys now. When well, I'm not 29, now, 30. Duh, but, but back then. Like, come on. No.
2: Yeah. To be I honest, go to the turn- whole fighting game thing for me kind of started around the end of Street Fighter 4 and the beginning of Street Fighter 5 is when I That's actually fair, got I competitive.
0: The resurgence
2: yeah so I, why,
1: why do we need a story mode who needs that yeah Get that you know out.
2: What? oh my god i made a no joke i made a video when street fighter <laughs> 5 came out and everybody's like can you believe it doesn't have a story mode my video was literally like do you do you play fighting games like Nobody, and I mean literally, no one gives a shit about the story mode. And they're like, "Well, I paid sixty bucks," and it's like, "Yeah, I paid sixty bucks too." And I've gotten more than five or six hundred hours worth of content out of Street Fighter Five between my PS4 Mm -hmm. and PC. So I don't, I, I just didn't see it. I, I I can. I mean, I was
1: fine. Times, but I was fine with the Mortal Kombat towers. I mean, all you need to do is give me an arcade mode. I'm pretty okay with that. My
0: issue, I I never got into Street Fighter. I was always more of a Mortal Kombat kid. Mm. I just mm. hate charge. I hate charge. Gotcha. And my favorite character in the lore is Bison. Mm. Oh wow, really? And you have to have a charge. But you when, said uh, oh God. Okay. No, I'm the same so, way.
2: I can't do charge characters at all.
0: I suck what at Ryu, Cammy?
2: No, no. Well, I did I did uh use Cammy for a while to experiment, but I have mained Armika throughout the entirety of Street Fighter's Yo! time. Yo!
1: The entirety. fucking easily one of the best characters yes, in the she's the best
2: yes. she is hands down the best I love how they had to nerf her rope throw because it was too like so mm-hmm. okay that I started out with, with uh, Street Fighter 5 getting like the hang of playing competitively and I was destroying motherfuckers because I was using that rope throw so much
1: it's so weird to hear people like get because I hear a lot about Armika. Armika is great. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that really push Armika. I was never good at anyone besides Ryu and one other person that makes me sound like a total weirdo. Uh oh, Cody. Okay, that's kind of cool. Cody's awesome.
0: He's great, but he's only in like two games. Yeah. No, they gave him as DLC. I think. For yeah. Five. Is he in five?
2: Five. Yeah. But I will tell you this right now. Uh, he, it's very fun figuring out his combo structure but once you do it's he's the most boring character because you have a total mm. of like two to three strings uh that are optimal like usable and online scenarios and uh that's it that's your your pool yeah. is it's like three deep
1: well that makes sense because the other character i'm good at is ryu and they're both like Shota main you know basic yeah kind of fighters and stuff mm-hmm. and I don't know. I I like that. Reptile's my main in Mortal Kombat. He's definitely not that. He's a fast one. Yeah, but
0: this dude's legit. He's talking about fucking strings and shit. Like, we're casual compared.
1: But, I mean, I know about strings. (laughs) I've seen thread. Come on.
2: It's interesting to me, actually, when I got real deep into fighting game mechanics, how many people just on the surface, like, just mainstream, like, oh, yeah, you know, I play Street Fighter here and there. And you know they know about you know more complicated stuff like anti airs and frame advantage and stuff. It's crazy. Oh, I how, know about
1: anti airs. Yeah.
2: It's crazy <laughs> how like popular this stuff has gotten to where like like the idea of frame counting. I thought that no one knew about outside of like the very core circle of fighting game players. And then I'm watching like mm. um a Twin Perfect video and they start talking about <gasps> it. I'm like, you motherfuckers.
1: Ah, Jared, you're great. I love Twin Perfect.
2: Oh yeah, I, I talked to Rossiter on Twitter a while back, and me and him had a good back and forth about the definition of uh, survival horror.
1: No shit. I've yeah. I've, I've I, it's gonna be a little bit cringy, but I've seen that uh, real survival horror, um, real survival, real Silent Hill experience far too many times that I wish to admit. Uh, and the Twin Peaks one is great.
2: Yeah, yeah. I used to go to sleep to that. The, the they yeah. have uh, the playlist. <laughs> yeah. And they me just, too. yeah. No, Rossiter is cool as fuck. He is very, very your quintessential nerd, like um, really, like you know, one of those guys. Yeah, that he's super. He, he may fucking come
1: nice. off, he may come off as a little bit um condescending, but he knows that and plays into it mm-hmm. in the reviews. So I never really had that bother me. But I've hear I've heard people talk about it, like, oh, he's so you know, he makes all these wild assumptions and expects it to be fact. I'm like, dude, he fucking like. Sites, Yeah, he everything. shows his work for sure. Like you could see it right there.
2: Yeah. I don't know. No, you no, you're you're absolutely right. He he takes some pretty aggressive some pretty aggressive takes on on Silent Hill, but he shows his work. And it, mm-hmm. throughout me playing Silent Hill, I haven't found situations where I've been able to prove him wrong. So maybe some people have. Right. I do love the series. I'm not one of those guys like we were talking about. I don't like sift through every single developer interview and every single uh, piece of cut content and stuff. I just usually play through the games because I really enjoy mm-hmm. them. And part of me enjoying them isn't like moving forward an inch and then analyzing every pixel on screen. Um, well, but, yeah, yeah, I've no, never been I think in a situation where I've been over. like, oh, wait, I found something that disproves what Rossiter said. Like, this never yeah. happened.
1: No. And even if you did, I mean, the thing is, like, I, I disagree with his Shattered Memories uh, review. Like, yeah,
2: same here. I, I know
1: I'm wow. I was just about to say I think I'm the only one. But all right. No, uh, I,
2: <laughs> no, I, I, I love Shattered Memories. It's not a good. Uh, silent hill game per se oh
1: my god words out of my mouth dude it's like straight up a resident evil 4 kind of situation where i'm like this is not a good silent hill game Mm. but i thought the way it like gave you exploring the area while not exactly very scary was very unique i liked exploring the place yeah great ideas in in shattered memories Mm -hmm. and he was very uh harsh on it especially about the music and i'm like bro there's like four really good uh, elizabeth mcglynn songs like yeah. or mary Mith- uh, elizabeth mcglynn songs I,
2: there. I, I i was so surprised that i liked it because i was such a fan of silent hill one you know it's like mm. it, it's like oh do you like this bowl of cereal what if i took a shit in it would you like it you know <laughs> that's what i assumed my opinion would be and i started playing it and i swear to god the exploration sections where i knew no enemies were around were some of the most uh immersive yes. and atmospheric things I'd ever played before. Fuck
1: yeah. Dude, a hundred percent. And I get it, they're not scary, but I loved traversing this environment, finding the storytelling and the things left behind. Mm. And the, you know, like you're so, like, all right, you know what, Jared? There's a lot of a lot of topics. All right. That we could possibly <laughs> talk about. All right, but before we take up too much of your time, dude, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we hope to talk to you again soon, my dude.
2: Yeah, no, we definitely will. Like I said, if you have any more ideas for podcasts and stuff, uh, I do YouTube full-time, so I'm around my computer quite a lot, so we could definitely work it Fuck
1: out. Yeah. All right, my dude. We got we got what? We got Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy, and what? Silent Hill. Possible, Let's do it.
0: Let's possible do it. Ideas. Do it. <laughs> yeah, the Final Fantasy one's definitely pretty meaty just by itself.
1: Well, you know, I, I, we could limit it. <laughs> we could limit it somewhat. We don't have to go through all 16 possible things to talk about. How about a Talking Tears? Huh? It's not a bad idea. We have not a thing called Talking all. Tears. All right. Yeah, I think it's all pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> I was going to explain what it is, and I'm like, no, I think, I think you got it. Um, all righty. Yeah, dude, get some rest. Thank you so much for talking to us. We'll talk to you next time, okay? Hell yeah. See you guys later. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be uh, hitting you up next time on the Fan Freaks Podcast. Uh, stay safe and stay sexy out there. Boy!